Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Welcome to the Life Lessons Podcast. This is episode 10, and for every 10th episode, what I'm going to do is review the previous nine. And what I'll do is I'll release them in seasons. Season two is going to come next week. But I thought it's a good opportunity to go through the previous nine podcasts and refresh my own mind around what I've learned within each of them. And I think because this is a learning journey for me as well, I'll also do some reflections around how I've learn as I've put the podcast together both from a technical and a conversational perspective. So let's get into it. Um, The first one was Steve Brophy and I'll be forever thankful for Steve for doing this because it's really hard to launch something like this and overcome all the fears that you're likely to have and Steve's someone I've known for a while and he was up for it straight away and he was a fantastic guest what, what I learned from Steve, and obviously we talked about AI and the impact that it has on education, particularly because Steve's an educator, but I learned that Steve is so well-read and knowledgeable in his field and beyond. That gave me a great deal of inspiration around where I needed to educate myself better. Steve's obviously a very positive person and he's quite hopeful around what AI can do for education. I'm possibly a little bit more wary. The thing about AI, and generative AI in particular, is it's not going to stop. It's coming, and it's definitely going to come faster than we might have imagined. So we really do need to understand it, and we need to embrace it, and we need to test it out, and we need to learn from it. Otherwise, it's going to overtake us. Steve's approach is very much along that line. He, He absolutely experiments with it. He uses it with his classes, and he really understands it. And like I say, he's so well read. That was a really good podcast. It's done quite well. A lot of a lot of people have liked it. I hope you've liked it. Um, I can imagine that I will have another conversation with Steve further on down the track. The second one was Andy Fell. So Andy Fell is a a very successful individual in the world of banking uh, and financial services. Over the years, he's created a set of practices that have stood him really well in terms of how he gets his uh, his objectives clear, how he blocks out distractions, and how he targets what he needs to do to propel himself and his business forward. And then at 50, he reflected on all his success in financial services, and as successful as he was, he thought, there's actually something more here. I'm destined to do more for for other people and I want to be a coach and I want to teach people what I've done to take me to this point in time so he took his own rocking chair test uh, and sat there on his metaphorical porch and, and looked at what he'd achieved and decided to launch his coaching business that was a good conversation what I really took from Andy's conversation is he knew his subject matter inside out and, and well he should because it's it's the practices he's used for 30 years but he knew the subject matter inside out. He knew why he did what he did. He knew what he got from it. He, he clearly followed his practices to the letter day by day. And it's really great to see that, you know, now that Andy's launched his book 
and he's delivering all of these in-person seminars. It's an opportunity for, for all of us to take what we want from those practices of Andy's to, to help us succeed more. Um, the first podcast that I did with Steve was a Zoom podcast. A lot of them have been. This one with Andy, I did in person. Uh, we did it around my kitchen table. Uh, I, I enjoy doing them in person if I can. Geographically, that's not always possible. But it was nice to to do that. And what I found throughout all of these podcasts is it's enabled me to you know extend my network and develop a relationship with a number of different people because of the depth of the conversation that we're having. Each podcast runs for about an hour but there's this conversation before and after recording as well. Um, I, I definitely uh, keep in touch with Andy and I, I take a lot of inspiration from his journey, his posts, and of course his, his tools and techniques are invaluable. And I've, I've implemented my own version of Mozart time already as a consequence of that conversation. So now we get to uh, number three, which is another... AI one with Justin Engels, an ex-colleague of mine that I've worked with. I really enjoyed that one because there wasn't any particular agenda or anything that we were trying to get out of that conversation. It wasn't a, what are we doing about this or tell me about your process for that. It was very much, what what do we think about AI and the impact that it's going to have? And a conversation like that will never deliver any answers because we really don't know what's going to happen. But the good thing about a conversation like that is it allows us to mull over the possibilities. And in mulling over the possibilities, it, it sets your radar on high so that you can be aware of what's going on and you can hopefully look for things that might go wrong. And I think if we're all a little bit more aware about what AI will do, we, we might stand, uh, we, we might be able to deal with the risks that come better. And like I say, I'm a little bit more, more wary and, you know, I do think that when when new technology comes out and we're seeing it with social media, as a society, we we allow it to wash over us and, and consumers. And I'm worried that we'll do the same with AI and that we'll accept what AI, what AI gives us. And with the acceptance of ever more technology, we'll start to lose a little bit of our humanity. And that, that is the big worry for me. I had a conversation with someone Subsequent to that recording with Justin Engels, a lady called Sophie Fenton that I'm going to record a podcast with. And it was a conversation online. And what she said was, yes, but we didn't know social media was coming. We didn't know what it was going to do to us. Whereas now we've learned from that and it allows us to look at AI with a, with a bit more uh, awareness. And that, that potentially will stop us falling into some of the pitfalls. And And I hope there's something in that. I still think we tend to allow things to wash over us. But the more we talk about it, the more aware we will be. And I'm conscious that for some people, you know, AI, 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 it could be a bit of a boring topic. But it's there. It's all pervasive. It's it's there everywhere. And within, I would say, 12 months, your uh, Alexas, which, which I refer to as Janice so that she doesn't get involved in the conversation when I'm in the house, them, Siri, they're all going to have it incorporated. Your, your car play in your car is going to have it incorporated. And it's going to become like a, a, an extra family member. For those of us that grew up without it, I think we'll probably treat it always as a, as a new novel extension. But for our kids that are born into it today, it's going to be really interesting how they behave and interact around AI. So I really enjoyed that conversation with Justin. Like I say, we, we didn't get to any conclusions 
other than the recognition that, again, Justin's a little bit more hopeful for the world than I am. Um, but I'm by no means a negative person, but I'm just wary about, about these kinds of technologies. But, but also at the same time, they're really useful and I'm using them already and they, they help with so many things. I, I ran a transcript of, well, I ran the podcast that I did with Steve Brophy through Otter AI and it provided within minutes a very, very accurate transcript where it could attribute what I'd said, what Steve had said, you know, what even the intro had said to the podcast. And technology like that is really useful. Imagine yourself in a meeting at work and uh, let's say it's a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting and the technology in the background can take the full minutes, it can attribute who said what and it summarised it and created an action plan that automatically it would follow up with you through your inbox on a regular basis. Well, that's going to be here within months. I haven't seen what Microsoft Copilot's going to do, but I'm pretty sure it's going to do something like that. The next one I did with Benjamin Knight, that was an interesting podcast. Um, now, this is the first one of my technical errors, and you may have noticed on that podcast that I appeared to just start talking straight away with Benjamin at the beginning, straight after the intro. And that wasn't intentional, but it was a, I'd experienced a write error on the memory card on my podcasting equipment. And uh, it, if you were interested, I can do a rundown on the equipment I use. It's uh, not particularly high tech and not particularly expensive, but uh, well thought of. And it seems to be really sensitive to what you do with your memory card. And hold that thought in mind, because I'll talk to another technical issue in a minute with a memory card. But anyway, I missed the first 10 seconds of that one, which was a shame. And I've kicked myself a few times as I've gone through this. But again, it's all part of the learning process. And, and I'm learning a lot of this from the ground up through trial and error. The conversation with Benjamin was good. I really like him for the reason that he is absolutely clear on what he wants to do. His purpose is social good through his experience and his traveling He's seen people who are doing it hard in all different countries, all different cultures. And he wants to apply the skills he's got around brand, marketing, storytelling, photography to shine a light on this and do the best he possibly can. He doesn't quite know, this is my interpretation, he doesn't quite know exactly what the sweet spot is, exactly what the solution is, but he's absolutely prepared to create in real time, in public, out in the open, and see what works and see what doesn't work. And if you look at his LinkedIn posts, it's all about ideas. This is what I'm going to do. I'm trying this. And it's not it's not hollow talk. He doesn't say he's going to do something and doesn't. He says he's going to do it and he actively explores it out in the open, in real time, with feedback from people around him. That's fascinating and, and inspiring because so many people are scared to try things new. Benjamin's not. And he will hit his sweet spot. He's already achieved a great deal of, of good through his work with Orange Sky. The work that he does with AIM has delivered an awful lot of great outcomes. And some of the youth justice stuff that I see him doing and the work with Confit down in New South Wales is absolutely having an impact today. So that's really inspirational. And like I say, he's, he's doing that in out in the open in real time. So I'd like to revisit what Benjamin's doing, you know, perhaps in a year or so. We're almost getting halfway through season one of the podcast now. And then I do one with Jordan Ross, a colleague, ex-colleague that I've worked with, who I knew had really good business success 
and really good sporting success. And when I used to work with him, I just thought, you know, how how do you maintain such levels of performance and business success at a relatively young age and huge success in in the sporting world? And he touched some sports that I was interested in, and he kind of it, it appeared that he came to them late, and you know, he was winning state championships. So I was fascinated in that. So it was great that Jordan agreed to come and have a chat with me. Bearing in mind that previous right error that I'd had with Benjamin, 20 minutes before I turned all the equipment on and got ready for the Zoom call with Jordan, I decided to reformat my memory card in my Zoom PodTrack 4 recorder. And, and it has a format option in the machine. So I did that 20 minutes before I turned on the Zoom call. And the minute I turned all the equipment back on, there was a horrific hiss that I could hear. And I didn't have time to fix it. And Jordan had made the time available. And I thought, well, do I delay it or do I just record? And I was particularly keen to record because when you start a podcast, it's really important that you post your podcast on a consistent schedule. And I didn't have any in hand at that time. So I needed to record the podcast with Jordan or I wouldn't have had one to post that week it would have been really difficult to find someone else so we decided to go ahead and Jordan said he couldn't hear the hiss that was it wasn't particularly bad but when I played it back it was it was really bad and I was so disheartened and I didn't know what I was going to do about it so I was frantically googling and then I found that you could get plugins to GarageBand because I pulled the podcast into GarageBand and just put it together that way and I do it fairly simply don't edit it or anything like that so I got this plug in and I tried to take as much of the noise, the hiss out as I possibly could. And it, it, if I tried it today, I'd probably do a better job than what I did five weeks ago. But it was OK and it made it listenable. Really hard to listen to in the car with all the background noise and the road noise. But if you sat or if you've got headphones on, it was listenable. So I was I was pleased that I could get that out because the conversation was great. And it we went from sport to business, from sport to business understanding the levels of success that Jordan had had and some of the influences that took him there. And, the you know, the big themes with Jordan were you've, you've got to not be scared and just do things. But the people around him and the mentors were very instrumental in his story, whether it was his, his uncle that said, you know, I think you've got something about you and here's what my career looked like and perhaps you should consider that yourself to sporting coaches, mentors and teams that believed in him and put him in a position where he was able to win. I'm really keen to do a podcast with uh, Jordan's wife, Michelle, through the opening of her gym in Shell Harbour. And we, we, we got into the subject a little bit after opening the gym and then the pandemic and the lockdowns in New South Wales happening very short after. And that gym, if you look at their socials, is really successful really a good family spirit and they've obviously had a lot of resilience to get through those multiple lockdowns because uh, you would be really worried about opening a new business anywhere but you know whether where, the, where those lockdowns are in particular terrifying so there's a success story there that I'm interested in in digging into I then did episode six with Chris Mapp Chris is a UK uh, friend of mine who I met through the sport of BMX racing and Chris about the time I left the country, had opened a, or I'd got into recruitment consulting, and he now uh, co-owns with his partner a consultancy, Somnium. And that was a really interesting one. It almost, 
You'd almost think Chris should have been doing recruitment for years, but he fell into it by accident. And it was only a sporting injury, a serious sporting injury, that meant that he couldn't do his previous trade and he had to find something else to do. So he falls into recruitment. He's got great personality, uh, great work ethic, great relationship building skills, and he was successful really quickly. And then through a few twists and turns, he ends up creating his own business. And I was really interested to explore the transition of leadership from almost individual sole trader and then a business of almost, you know, 10 people. And and I've explored that subsequent in other podcasts and there's some coming in season two where I explore as well. Because if you've got, if you work in a large business, you know what it's like. Everyone knows what it's like to be micromanaged and it's awful. And we've, as leaders, we've probably done micromanagement as we're less experienced. And, you know, I'd like to think we regret it. I was really interested in how you move from a, a, an individual where you have to be in complete control to a small business, very small business, where you have to be in complete control because, you know, whether your house is going to get repossessed or not is dependent on the performance of that business to a point where you get critical mass and you have to step back. And, and I don't know where that line is, but it's really interesting discussing how Chris had reflected on some of his leadership behaviours and, and what he's good at and what he's not good at and, and his self-awareness and reflection. And self-awareness was a really big theme through that one and his desire to learn and get better. It was That's the longest podcast to date. We probably could have gone on for hours and hours. I really enjoyed talking about everything he's done and I'm looking forward to seeing where that business goes. We then did George Ellis, who was an ex-corporate person who had branched out on her own over 10 years ago doing a coaching business. And that was a, a good one to understand why she chose to leave a very good job in corporate and go out on her own and what some of the motivators for that were. And again, we get back to the theme of mentors, supporters, friends, people that, that prompt and push you. Which which further builds up the premise of, you know, you become who you hang around with. And Jordan, uh, uh, Georgia was given that prompt by someone that gave her a book and then someone that said, come to this seminar. And it started to widen the horizons to what might be out there and affect her mindset and shape her thoughts around what she wanted to do long term. And then she very cleverly built up the cushion to be able to branch out on her own and started to hone her particular kind of coaching around the science of the brain, the science of mindset. And that's something that, that in the last few years, five or less, has become really, really popular. And we talk about mindset. And I've talked about flow theory in a few different podcasts and, and how it's becoming more popular and people are becoming more aware of it. Well, Georgia was was on this train 10 years ago, so she's done a lot in this space. She's worked with clients globally. And it was interesting to get that perspective. And she's acted as a, a nice gentle nudge to me over the past couple of years around things that I've wanted to do in terms of achieving my goals. We then got on to Petra Zink, who... If, if you spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, you will have come across Petra because she's prolific on there. And it's right that she is prolific because her message is around managing your brand. In the world that we're in today, we're overloaded with information. There's, there's multiple organizations, multiple roles, 
everyone's competing for a slice of the pie. Petra's message is, no one's going to do this for you. If you expect your organization to take you, coddle you, and propel you to a higher career and future stardom, then you're wrong. You've got to do it yourself. And she's built up this knowledge over a number of years, working for herself, in recruitment, managing talent. And she recognized where people were leaving things on the table and not doing the best job they could to sell themselves to prospective employers. And it's not just about turning up to the interview and doing a good interview. It's about the whole reputation and expertise wrapped around you that you take into the room long before the interview ever starts. And in fact, you know, if you get this right, people will come to you with opportunities. And it's an opportunity for you to do things beyond your day-to-day. And Petra talks about podcasts, panels, public speaking, things that people really like to do because they're experts in their field and they want to get their knowledge across, but they don't know how to do it. So there was an awful lot of practical information in that podcast, and especially around use of the LinkedIn platform, which still remains a fairly unmolested, business-focused social media platform that works. It's not drowned out the way your other platforms are. So if you produce good content and if you market yourself in the right way, you absolutely can create a bit of a persona and a, and a following on LinkedIn. So there's some really practical tips there. And uh, I, I asked uh, Petra the question in that podcast whether I should go to creator mode and, and why you would do that because I couldn't understand if you were not a creator as such why you'd want to do that. And she said there's no downside. Just do it because it it, allow, it gives you so much more functionality on the platform, but it doesn't take away any of the connections and the relationship building that you would have. So I've done that, and uh, you know it hasn't caused me any problems. Um, there hasn't been an overnight transformation, but it does allow, it does give me more functionality and it allows me to, to talk about things that I'm skilled in and, and I have a passion for. We then get to the last one, Benny Wallington, uh, last week's podcast. Benny's an amazing character. He, uh, oh, and, and we had another technical issue again. We had this right error again. So this is a, this is a new memory card that I'd ordered, put it in. Um, formatted it on my computer, not in the machine, because the last time I formatted it in the machine, it all went wrong before Jordan, so I didn't do that. And it sounded good. There was no background here, so all the equipment was good. But uh, I did get an unexpected write error, and the first 10 seconds of that were missing. I think I might have solved that write error, I hope, which I'll come back to at the end. Anyway, that was a great conversation. That Again, that was done in person. So I've done two in season one in person, Andy Fell. Benny Wallington, round the kitchen table. Great to see him. He absolutely can traverse all elements of, of the world, all elements of society. You can walk him into a corporate environment and he can deliver a full day workshop on authentic presentation and communication. He can do it. I've seen him do it. It's fantastic. But then he talks about developing an app that helps you manage drinking in a mindful way, which is not the typical business venture that most people would think about. Most people would typically think, you probably shouldn't drink at all. So I'm not sure I want to be associated with an app that says embrace and celebrate it, but manage it in the right way. Benny didn't allow himself to be constrained. It, it was something that he did for himself because he wanted to manage his own situation. And he created an app that 
benefited hundreds of people for a period of time. And then he kind of let it fall by the wayside and then he's back up and running and he's really thinking about where to go next and he's writing a book about the whole subject. So it's 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 an insight into someone that is compelled to do things full of ideas, came up with the Good Seats concept of providing unused sporting tickets to people that volunteered in the community and again that kind of half worked um, but wasn't... But, but didn't land it completely because it doesn't make a lot of money for people. Uh, and he said that's open source. People can take that idea and make it work. He'll give you whatever help you need to make that work if you can because he'd really like to see it work. And then now an area which I, I know little about and I might explore further with one of Benny's contacts is how they can look at uh, helping businesses be more regenerative in their uh, approach. And, and that, so that's an area I'm going to dig into a little bit more. That was a great way to to finish off the the first nine episodes in person podcast, and and with someone as vibrant as Benny, uh, it was sad to see him leave the house. Uh, I'm going to have to try and connect with him again, because again, back to the circle, the people that you hang around with and the influence they have on you. Benny was someone I spent a lot of time with when I went through a bit of a transition about three years ago and I was thinking, well, what do I want to do next? You know, where is my sweet spot in in the corporate world or, or elsewhere? And every meeting that I had with Benny and, and, and all the time where I was associating with him, my life was full of ideas. It was full of positivity. I felt that I could achieve anything that I wanted to put my mind to. And I was spending time with others at the same time. Steve Brothy, uh, I had a few conversations with at the same time. If you associate with the right people, it can be electric. And Benny's the kind of person that that just by being around his energy, you will be full of ideas and positivity because you see what he's trying to do himself. So that's it. That is all of season one. Uh, I've loved recording every single one of them. It's It's like an hour's free consultancy with every person that I speak to. And... I get to learn so much from them in terms of their their, their journey, their experience, the, the content, the methods, the tools, the techniques, whatever it is that they bring to the table. And there's also a great deal of personal growth in having those conversations as well. Because so many conversations that we can all remember, you're sat in a room with someone and you're chatting away and in this day of distraction and multitasking and trying to do too many things at once and spoiler alert, we shouldn't try and do that. It's, it's really easy to drift off and drift out of that conversation. And we've all done it. And then, then all we're thinking about is, how can I just learn enough about what they're saying so I can come up with a good response and keep the conversation going? Or, or if it's an argument, you know, how can I say something that's going to get me to the next point? We, we stop thinking about having the conversation to truly learn and, and understand. And we know that's the right way to achieve consensus, to get to build relationships, to find solutions even with people with, with differing points of view. So by doing this nine times over the course of season one, it's teaching me, it's building that muscle, it's allowing me to think. And and I also think it's allowing me to speak in a better way because I spend a bit of time thinking about how can I convey my thoughts correctly, how can I say something uh, concisely how can I make the message crisp? And of course, that's a learning journey as well. Because as I listen back to podcasts, 
I will hear myself say similar words time and time again after after questions or after other people's answers. And that's awful when you hear that because you become attuned to it and you think about, oh, well, I should be saying something different. Perhaps I, I need to expand my repertoire and, and, and keep the conversation flowing in a different way. So again, that's a learning opportunity. And I hope you in you know enjoy watching that as we go along. It's it's about the content first and foremost and the people that I'm talking to. I want to bring perspectives, inspiration, ideas, things that you can take and think, what would I do if I experienced that in my own life? Or how might I take that lesson and apply it to this problem that I'm facing over there? So first and foremost, that's what it's about. But the fact that I'm creating and, and building this in real time as well, um, I'd like you to be inspired to do whatever it is you want to do because you can and no one's stopping you apart from you. You're the only person that's stopping you from doing whatever it is that you want to do. So um, technically, I think I've talked about some of the, the learnings there. I keep it simple from a podcasting perspective. It's either done on Zoom might change that platform because I've heard there's other decent ones out there, Riverside FM, which will help with social media posts. And perhaps if I choose to do video in the future, that would be really good. But either Zoom um, or in person, very simple kit. Uh, I don't edit them at all. Not a single one of the podcasts that I've published has been edited for two reasons. One, I want the conversation to be true and authentic. And two, I haven't got the time or the skill to be snipping and editing and making it appear seamless as we go together. So I don't, I don't do that. Um, but I've loved doing it. So we are embarking on season two next week. I've recorded five of those already. And there's some great stories coming up. There's some people that you will have heard of and there's some people that you might not. They've all got some really inspirational stories or stories of huge achievement that you know I, I wish I could do half of what they've done so I'm looking forward to those uh very soon I'll be at the end of season two from a recording perspective and then it's time to think about season three what I've done for all of one and I'm going to do for all of two is audio only three I'm thinking about video and the reason I'm, I've done audio only for one and by virtue of being halfway through two already, it's going to be audio only, is I didn't want my desire for it to look good to stop me doing this. Because I could do just two people side by side, two squares on a Zoom call, and, and, and I might do something similar to that, like that as I go forward. Um, but for the in-person ones, I didn't want it to be you know, a shaky camera with perhaps one perspective only and me not having the skill to edit it properly. So I've said, no, audio only to start with and, and it, it allows me to get it out. I know video is a really good medium. It, it allows me to have something of interest on YouTube if I have video content as well. So for three, I'm toying with the idea of doing that. Knowing that a lot of them are going to be remote, um, that's a very easy solution to do. For those that are in person, it's a bit more of a difficult solution. So I need to think about how I can come up with something that's acceptable from a, a quality and a aesthetics perspective to me and, and, and then works and not too much effort. So that's something I'm thinking about as I get into season three. But 
I'll let you enjoy season two first. Uh, I really appreciate all the support that I've had to date in doing this. Uh, my first LinkedIn post that I did to tell everyone that I had pulled this together was fantastic. The response was great. The encouragement was great. If you're listening and if you like it, my ask of you is please, please follow me on Spotify, Apple or whatever platform you're listening on. That makes a massive difference to the algorithm and the visibility of the podcast. And if you like it, tell your friends, please share it. Uh, share it on the socials. I have some social media channels which I've now uh, linked up on Spotify. I have an Instagram account. I have a Threads account. I don't really know what to do with Threads yet. And I have a Twitter account, which could be the biggest waste of time ever if uh, whatever Elon Musk is doing with Twitter comes to fruition because it might just go down the pan. Who knows? That'll be an interesting one. But like I say, please follow me. Please, please uh, share it with your friends. Thanks again for the support. I've loved doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Halfway through season two, enjoy it. Enjoy it.